Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday. Happy Easter Monday. And welcome back to another installment of Living in the Moment. Today we are joined by Laura. And Laura is a moment maker with our Paul Davis team. Laura is one of our relatively newer moment makers, but she has settled in so nicely and is such an asset and a great member of the team. She's eager to learn. She's passionate about customers, but more importantly, and most importantly, she's a fan of the podcast and she has such an interesting path to TLS. I think you're really going to love her. Let's celebrate Laura's journey. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. It's always good when a morning starts off with quite a bit to do. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps you busy for the rest of the day, really. Yeah, I bet. You're, I think you just started, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm just getting in this morning. Very nice. Looking forward to the rest of the day. Yeah, kind of. Um, all we, I've been really busy this week, too. We're moving and my both my kids' birthdays are in the next two weeks, so lots of lots going on. Wow, where are you moving to? <laughs> oh, just down the road, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just getting into a new rental. Um, we my kids are staying in the same school, so we're it's only like a seven minute drive down the road. No, not going far. Very nice. That must, that yeah. probably makes moving a bit easier because at least you're not. Uh, Packing up an entire yeah. truck at once to go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And we have um, some time over the next month to move things casually because we have both places for access to both places for a month. That's awesome. So we'll have a little bit of time there. Yep. No rush. How old are your kids turning? Seven and nine. Or, or yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes Wait. I get caught up on how old they are. It's been so long now. Yep. Seven and nine. Very nice. What are their birthdays going to be like? Well, my daughter is having a more bigger event. She hasn't really had the full birthday party experience because um, most of the, mostly because of COVID and that kind of thing. But also when she was younger, we moved, like we were moving quite a bit. So there was, it's always just been a close family knit thing and we're going to invite her classmates, not all of them, but a couple of people. And she's going to go to uh, jump on the trampolines at Fun Villa here in <gasps> London. Yeah. Yeah. My son, he's a little bit more uh, independent, so he hasn't quite decided what he wants to do yet. He has a couple of friends he's invited to come over but he hasn't decided if he wants to go out and play or go to the movies or just play video games or that kind of thing so and he has a little time to figure it out fair enough yeah and i imagine that your daughter was probably at the age when COVID hit where she could finally appreciate a birthday and then yes yeah exactly here we are can't have one <laughs> yeah exactly so it's super nice we're kind of yeah. making up for lost time that's awesome that's exciting yeah well, thank you for um, coming to chat with me, and it's nice to officially meet you and talk to you. Um, I float around throughout the day and and sort of demand stuff from people. That's what I like to say, but I never <laughs> I never really have the opportunity to meet people unless I I get to talk to you one on one. So thank you very much. And yeah, it's nice well, to thank meet you, you for having me. Of yeah, course. No, it's here. I hear nothing but lovely things about you. So it's a pleasure to host you. <laughs> That's really nice to hear. Good, good. 
Plus, I listened to several of your calls and you're doing fantastic, I must say. Oh, thank you so much, Alicia. <laughs> of course. Great. So I just wanted to start because this this is really all about you. Um, so I hope that you like to talk about yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's some people that maybe not, but uh, but we're just going to spend some time here talking about you. So I just want to start with um, a little bit about your journey thus far and uh, everything that you've done that's led you to us here. Of course. Um, well, I, you know, I'm a lot older than people think. So I've have a lot more things going on before I got here at TLS. And I, I went to university for a little while. Um, I was a tattoo artist for a couple of years and I have two young kids. So um, I stayed at home for many a years and my husband and I were, we had to move for him for work often. So I didn't quite get to focus on anything career-like. And um, I mean, I was a stay-at-home mom again after COVID hit. Um, when I was tattooing, I was managing a small team of people. And um, just before all this stuff hit, I was getting really involved in uh, the leadership and training and that sort of thing. And, and we were um, changing our business model to be more permanent makeup than uh, actual tattooing. And then it all just kind of shut down. And it wasn't that it's I, something about it seemed like it was kind of meant to be, at least for me, because all of us went in different directions. And um, my husband and I ended up he got a good job out in New Brunswick. So for a couple of years, we were there and we were farming goats and chickens and just kind of trying something new for a little bit. But um, then that brings us to more recently where um, while I was doing that, I injured myself and he got laid off because of COVID from his job in New Brunswick. And they didn't know when they were going to return back. And all of our plans were kind of up in the air. So we quickly just kind of shut it all down and moved back home with family. And I needed to be close to some support where I could get back into a place where I could be taking care of the kids again. And my husband wasn't doing everything all day and working. And so I was looking for a job that would kind of fit around my what I'm doing now. So I'm not so physical and doing things, lifting and, and potentially hurting myself again. And so when I applied at TLS, it just seemed like the type of place where not just the job type, but the type of place where people, I was reading a lot about TLS. I actually heard these podcasts before I ever came to TLS and Yay. I was trying to figure out what kind of a company it was because um, they seemed to have the, a great hour structure during the day of what would like big openings. So I wasn't just going to have a day shift type of thing, which would be really hard because my kids are in school and um, with everything going on, it's a new world. So it just seemed like the perfect thing. And when I got the job, I was so happy because I thought, you know what, I'm going to just try something new and try and be my best at it and do the best that I can do and try and make some new experiences happen, learn some new skills so that I don't feel like every time I switch these careers or try something new that, uh, you know, we have to make such big changes. And I feel like I might've found that type of place where I can, you know, just settle. And despite where my husband has to go and do things, I can still work and be working from home. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. You weren't kidding. That is a lot. 
But yeah, and I do like to talk, but not necessarily about myself, but you might hear me just ramble a little bit here. So hopefully that's good. Nope, <laughs> that explains same. it. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm a very wordy person. It's it's strange being in charge of communications and not being a concise <laughs> person. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Aww. You seem okay though, is it? So <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. Val, uh, of course. Valerie and I always joke that um she can put something together that's like super direct and then she'll send mm-hmm. it to me because I'll fluff it up and add in the little words that make oh, it wonderful, nice and fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone adds something to the mix, right? Exactly. It's teamwork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know, we know our strengths and we work together. It's collaboration. Mm-hmm. The thing that I've noticed every single time I ask that question of like, what's your story up until now, there's always some tiny, thing that's unique or like have never heard before. Like we had someone who is studying to basically become a scientist. We've had, um, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's every, everyone just has this fascinating little thing that's led to here. Um, and so tattoo artist is another one that I have not heard. And that one I find fascinating. So yeah, <laughs> I, I want to hear a little bit about that yeah of course so what are some exciting um stories or like the weirdest tattoo you've ever given like anything oh okay to share um oh well there's some like not safe for work type of stuff so Fair I'm enough. We'll leave some interesting out. yeah I'm trying <laughs> to think some interesting things you know you meet some of the most different people um I worked in a high traffic shop in Niagara Falls so We were like dead in winter, but so busy in the summertime. And I had tourists constantly coming in. So you got um, all kinds of different cultural tattoos, um, just basic things. And we had to be the type of people that were um, walking right off the bat, just taking people in and, and providing them with something quick and easy because you'll probably never see these types of clients again. And um, I guess... I have lots of great stories as far as, you know, working with people who were funny. Um, I had an Olympic gold medalist come in and have, I touched up his tattoos. Um, I have quite a few friends that work in um, healthcare and they like tattoos, but they want them in places that no one will ever see them. And so those are great because you're doing uh, really cool emblems from uh, like ambulance work, ambulance drivers and things like that. And I I mean, I wasn't doing just the traditional tattoo type of work. So it was great. Um, I had eventually after um, things slowed down a bit when I was doing more of the management work, we were trying to uh, develop a different business style so we could still be as busy through the winter time. I was doing more of the training and working with our um, team to get them to be more productive and uh, to get their art to be more uh, concrete and uh, easier translated through their work so that we could just provide the best stuff that we could. And it's too bad that it, it all went down at that point, but I was realizing myself that I didn't want to, um, be putting people through pain as much as I was. And I wasn't even enjoying tattoos myself as much anymore. It's almost like you grow out of it a little bit. 
And yeah. um, I was away from my kids a lot. Uh, I guess, I don't know, some more interesting stories. Let me think. Um, well, we had some people come in uh, one time for a bridal <laughs> shower. So if you can imagine, there was a bunch of young ladies who <laughs> Uh, probably uh, that night would have wanted tattoos, but can't normally get tattoos. And this is, we were open until sometimes one o'clock in the morning. And this is uh, the type of place where you had to turn away a lot of people who were not in the right mind. And you actually found us this night encouraging these girls to not get tattoos, <laughs> which normally isn't your business model, but you really can't yeah. have uh, people being that way. Right. So you're, uh, that was a good night. We had a lot of laughs with the girls. Um, there was a bar next door and a bar across the street. So you can imagine it was very difficult <laughs> to keep people uh, out of there at those times of nights. And then we, as the hours went down and things were starting to quiet down, I started realizing that, you know, maybe it's better. I got into the more management side of things because then I can go home at night. And uh, yeah, well, I, I think just the world works in weird ways. Fair enough. And, and what I'm hearing there too, is like being a tattoo artist is arguably just a job. And like, that's a weird way to put it, but what you're then applying is like that customer care portion. And you're learning that there's more to it that you at least want to do, or you find a passion for that's outside of just a job um, or just a task that you're performing. So I, well, the one, Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say, like, I, I imagine I know the answer to this question, but what was yep. your favorite part or um, or the best part of what you were doing at the time? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, the same thing, the reason why I do well in transitioning from uh, idea to idea and place to place and job to job is it seems generally that... I just like people and I like making that connection with people. I really like sitting down and getting to know somebody and their life and their motivation and, and tattooing was something where you really got personal with people. I wasn't sure I was going to get to do that again and to, to really like make a connection with somebody. And um, sometimes you're not always uh sharing yourself with everybody but they're always sharing themselves with you and it was it's making a connection sometimes is really hard sometimes you want to be really close with people and you want to understand everything about them but that means taking on some of the heavy stuff you know and uh i like doing that from a position where uh every day is something new and people can move on and grow. And sometimes with tattooing, uh, you were taking people who had just come out of something really bad and were uh, starting a new point in their life. So those stories were wonderful. Hearing that stuff is great. And sometimes just being there for somebody is the best thing you can do. Um, It's hard to get into finding lines of work where you get to sit down and actually hear a person's story and get to know them and then try to make a difference for them. So yeah, I like doing that. For sure. I love that. And and I mean, my personal stance on tattoos, I wish 
I could like, I think that I have commitment issues with a tattoo because I, (laughs) I want it now, but I can't guarantee I'd want it in 10 years. So that unknown aspect just keeps me going towards like henna or temporary. Um, That is common. And you know what? Usually those, uh, every person who doesn't have a tattoo shares that. Everyone who's explained that to me shares that same feeling. It's the commitment. It's that I want to know for sure for the rest of my life. And some people do figure it out for the rest of their life. And some people don't. (laughs) Some people don't want it anymore. And it's so strange because for 10 years, like I've always wanted the same tattoos. Like it's never changed of what what designs I would get. Like it's all because because it's meaningful to me. Yeah. And it's never changed. But it's like it's constantly that what if of, well, maybe next year it will or maybe the year after it will. And I'll never know if it will. And I could be 80 and it still wouldn't Mm -hmm. change. And I'll look back and go, well, maybe I could have gotten it. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe But you you can put the same image in a beautiful painting on your wall and appreciate it the same way. I like to tell people that all the time because there's no pressure. Tattoos are an expression of yourself and art is really fun. And I love art and I have lots of tattoos for many different reasons, but um, I, I love people who don't have them. I just, I love everyone being different. It's great. And, and I, I too, I love the stories when someone actually does have a connection or they got it for a reason, or it symbolizes someone in their life or something, or um, like, there's just some kind of story behind it. They're always so fascinating. So I'm, I'm slightly jealous that you've been able to have the experience (laughs) of where you've learned all of these different stories. That must be amazing. Yeah, no, it, it, it's wonderful. And I mean, I've, there's good sides and bad sides to everything, but I take it with me all the positive. It's been great that way. So it sounds like now you're in a position where you get to do everything that was important to you then. So mm-hmm. being a moment maker outside of um, just the job description or, or the tasks that you do in a, in a day-to-day shift, what is being a moment maker to you? Well, now having a title like moment maker is great because at first you wonder what you're getting into with a new position, but we had such great training and I felt like as I was going through the training, I was like, this is meant for me. Like I can do this. I know that I will make moments. I know that I will make connections with people. So being a moment maker means like actually understanding what you're doing has potential to make a difference for somebody that you could change somebody's day. It could be a client. It could be a coworker, but you're making moments and you are doing things with the intention of making moments that are positive for somebody's future and even just for the day. And I like um, being able to tone things down, slow it down, reach somebody on their level, and then sometimes change that, like get them out of the the funk and get them happy again. And, or even, you know, just being there and being there to understand them. Sometimes that just is a good feeling in itself. So that's what being a moment maker is for me, at least. I love that. And I agree with you entirely. I'll I'll always say you can always, you can feel it's not just a moment made call um, or making someone's moment, but you can feel when you've made that difference or change that person's day or just like had that slightest impact because especially with Paul Davis, it's the subject matter that's so sensitive and so stressful. And 
hopefully none of us can imagine what the uh, customer is going through, but the fact that we get to be that ear Mm -hmm. for them and just listen, it's really nice and special. Mm -hmm. And when they appreciate it and sometimes you, it's not even necessarily that they're going to show you that, but you just will understand that one day, if you're ever in that situation, you will understand that that person did make a difference because, you know, we, none of us like poor customer service. We all like to be treated kindly. And, and it's so much more than just the customer client thing. It's human respect and, and understanding that somebody's going through something. So I'm, I'm happy that TLS is the way that it is that way, that they care about people and that we are trying to do things on a daily basis to change people's days. That's awesome. Absolutely. I mean, I think working with TLS and first service brands as a whole, it's given me a whole new outlook on customer service that if Mm -hmm. I'm ever on the receiving end of poor, both poor and even like exceptional customer service, if it's a poor experience, it's like, it doesn't have to be this way. And, and like, right. Could, yeah, there's like so many little things that you could do to, to change that kind of an experience. If you're, if you're on the uh, end of providing the customer service and on the other side, like, I think I'm now just more conscious of experiences that are excellent and fantastic. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a whole new level of appreciation because you see what goes into it and how much care just an individual takes to, to provide that customer service. Cause you can put in policies, procedures, and, um, the different, like the training in order of how to perform right. the process, but you can't, you can't put that care. You can't train that care. Like no. if a person cares, they care. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And uh, honestly, some people will really be limited in what they can provide others because we're all going through stuff, but, um, getting that to leave your daily life, sit down here, let that all go and understand everybody's going through something and it could be worse. You know, I, it's great. I I've had nothing but positive experiences so far. There's been a couple of times where things seem like they could be hard if I were to allow them to be, but the positive mentality really just alleviates all of that. And I've been really enjoying it. Um, I'm glad that I'm getting the uh, good feedback that I'm getting because sometimes when you work for a place, you try really hard and you don't necessarily get that appreciation or the feedback or people trying to um, help you out. And we've got a great team. Everyone here is fantastic. So that's the best part. I came from Paul Davis myself, so I'm a little bit partial and uh, I think they're the best. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Yeah, I I enjoy them so much. They're wonderful. So within within TLS um, or at least coming to work every day, what would you say is the key to your day to day success or what motivates you or excites you to come to work? Um, I guess really okay so the key to staying motivated to go to work and doing that sort of thing sometimes comes from within and comes from uh you know planning i get a good night's sleep i make sure i give myself some time in the morning uh you know what in the past i found it that's going to work could be 
a struggle. It maybe it's just because it's still new to me and things still just feel so new. I'm learning new things all the time that um, everything being different and there being changes or waking up to seeing how I can improve today. I, I like that. I look forward to the feedback and seeing how we can improve and, and, you know, I still have all kinds of ideas and questions about how things go and what happens when, because, you know, we haven't had any major catastrophes or anything yet. And I'm like prepared for that moment to happen to kind of like see how things go. So there's always still lots of learning to do. Um, staying motivated during my day and when the calls keep coming in and you're getting a little bit like, did I finish that? Am I doing okay? Um, you know, it's great to be able to just message your team leads um, and have people be like, you've done this okay. Here's where you can improve. Uh, you know, you're doing great. Good job at this sort of thing. And that's uh, like worth a million dollars. Uh, we have, I mentioned it a million times now, but we have such a great team. So they motivate you and watching other people doing really good or um, getting praise, seeing your teammates get praise, you, those kinds of things. It makes us all want to do great and come in every day and do the best you can. So I guess that's the best way to answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. And I'm sure you've heard already some horror stories of when we do hit hurricane season for one. <laughs> yes. And you know what? I'm looking forward to it. It's part of my interests and and I know it's going to be stressful and I know there's going to be those type things, but that's just life. So, uh, yes, I'm, um, I'm enjoying guess, this. <laughs> clear your schedule from June to October because <laughs> when one hits. Mm -hmm. Well, it's just like tattoo season. Then June to October seems to be the super busy time. Really? There's a tattoo <laughs> yeah. season? Yeah, it really is. Yep. Most people don't want to get tattoos when they have clothes on when you're covered up all winter and it's the healing process for a tattoo is actually a lot better in the summertime when your skin you're not all dry skin and and that kind of thing your tattoos tend to turn out better so there's some little uh, advice there if you ever do get one <laughs> interesting I wouldn't have thought yeah. of that mm -hmm. to me it's like you just you go to get a tattoo that's that's kind of that's interesting. Yeah, no, you have to take very good care of it. They um, cannot heal properly. There's a lot of, to it. So yeah, aftercare and uh, taking, getting your clients to take good care of their, themselves and do things properly is a huge part of being a tattoo artist because um, you, I guess you can make more money, but you don't necessarily want to keep fixing up the same tattoos. You want to give them new tattoos. <laughs> and you want the positive reviews and experience. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. What would you say, and this doesn't have to apply to TLS. If it does, that's a bonus. But what would you say is your biggest success so far along your journey? Um, I think just getting... At TLS, just learning these two tier two interactions and starting to feel comfortable understanding the whole Paul Davis way. And um, I mean, I 
when I was starting at TLS, I was wondering if I was ever going to be contacted to be on the podcast. I swear, I don't know why it came <laughs> into my head. And now I'm here sitting here, guys. It's pretty awesome. So yeah, no, this place is great. I love this whole idea. Um, my greatest success has been just getting uh, people to be able to trust that I can move up and and learn some more skills and learn some more things and start being a bigger part of the team to help, you know, get everything going instead of, I, I just don't ever want to be that person that everyone keeps having to help out because they can't figure it out. And it's great being, you know, past that, past the beginning stages of the moment maker and the learning stages and now into um, learning the new harder stuff and getting to learn my clients and meeting the brands, the people at each individual location and, and starting to get to know everybody. Yeah. It's, I guess that's the biggest success. That's amazing. And I can tell you from the, from my former team lead perspective, we're, you're all in a group where everyone is learning the same. Everyone is um, actioning the same sort of process. So we're, you're all in this like little bubble of, of knowledge um, and you can all relate to each other. And your point on not wanting to be the person that's constantly needing assistance or, or they're needing to help out. I, I get what you're saying and I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, there's still nothing wrong with that because as long as you are actively learning and you're taking whatever yeah. that assistance is and still applying it, like you may have more questions, but there is really no such thing as a silly question. Um, and, and that's, I think one of my favorite parts about this team and any of the, any of the teams at TLS is that you're never treated like it's a silly question. Um, there's unlimited support and we just like, all we ever want to do is just help each other out. So yeah. Yeah. And it's good to, because there will be a point where one day I'll get to answer some questions for someone else. And um, I want to be confident in that. So I guess that will be my greatest success will be being able to be confident to tell somebody else what the right thing to do is. I love that. And I, uh, yeah. I'm hoping that we manifest it because I'd like to see. Yeah, that. me too. That would be great. <laughs> so then conversely, what would you say uh, was your biggest learning opportunity? Um. At TLS so far here at, um, Could be anything, oh, anything. Okay. I guess my biggest learning experience has been kind of transitioning from being out in the world and face-to-face -face with clients to trying to make that same connection with them over the phone. Um, and also being limited by technology and that sort of thing, because uh, when you have certain things that just kind of become a little blockade between you and getting to know somebody or getting them to understand that you care, that you are listening, that you're patient enough, uh, that's been the biggest challenge. And really, it, it it's just a learning process because there's ways to get around things. And um, I've become more confident that in how to communicate and, and do things in a way that people know that I'm, I care and that I understand and that it's the technology rather than me or that it's that sort of thing. So I guess that's it. Yeah. 
Fair enough. But it's also important to know, know the limits and know what you don't know and <laughs> yeah. learn from there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, when you don't know, like I, there's been times where I have asked a lot of questions and then felt like it, maybe it was too many or um, I sat back and took just a far too long to uh, ask the question, to ask for help. And that was a learning experience. And, you know, you learned that uh, you could have had this all sorted out a few seconds ago and you would have been on your way. And that's a great experience there. For, you can take that on anywhere you go in life, right? Yeah. Asking for help is very valuable. And um, I mean, you, we all think we can do everything on our own and we probably can. But like the greatest success and the greatest things come out of being part of a team and the creativity that comes from teamwork. So it's it's nice that uh, we are such a great team. And I'll keep mentioning that. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag team. I agree. And <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I am I am the very much I'm like the spokesperson for asking too many questions and um okay. If you ever need that validated, just ask Miriam. Because anytime, anytime there's ever like a group meeting or or like even like a team lead meeting, for example, if she had to announce something or talk to us about something, she'd always say, like Alicia, I'll save you for the end because I know you have 25 questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad she knows you and I'm glad that everybody's so adaptable <laughs> that they can just be like, hey, you know what? She needs a couple couple more minutes. That's the best. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I, I agree with you. Never be afraid to ask too many questions. If you have a question, mm-hmm. you deserve the answer. So, yeah. Even if it's not, even if it's not like a, a great answer, or even if the answer is, I don't know, but don't be afraid. To ask <laughs> right. And that happens. <clears throat> Sometimes, you know, you're asking a question and there's no way for anyone to know the answer. You're, you're just hoping. But the best thing is, is if there isn't an answer, that means that you can go from there. Because if there was an answer and you didn't, understand that then that's where you went wrong but if there's no answer to the question then you get to be creative you get to be inventive right absolutely i'm that petulant child that my question is always why but why (laughs) but why that's my daughter that's like my daughter yep (laughs) we seem very similar (laughs) yeah very similar yep um would you say that you have two or three people that have most influence you uh, either on your journey or just in your life and and who you are as a person and if so what what have they taught you most importantly yeah um of course well my mom I don't know uh, I bet moms get mentioned a lot here but my mom is my greatest motivator she's always backing me up always keeping me going and always making sure that I'm you know, praying to God, keeping things in line. And that's a big part of my life. And, and we're very, uh, we put a lot of faith into, into our religion and to God. And we really, I need her a lot to keep me on that track and to keep me appreciating life and keep things bright and happy. And she's so proud of me, no matter what I do. So, you know, it's so nice to call her at the end of a shift and be like, you should have heard what happened today, mom, listen. And, you know, I love having those conversations. So yeah, she's my biggest motivator and my dad too. He's great. You know, when we get that time together, um, 
he's really good about making sure I'm on my toes and, and that I, I know I'm a special person and that I've got something to offer the world. So he's a great motivator. And I mean, I got so many great people. I could just keep listing them off. Uh, but when I started um, tattooing, I have, um, I have a, you start an apprenticeship. So you have an, a mentor and that the person who taught me everything that I know and taught me the business side of thing and the people sides of things, um, they were great. And I, I don't want to mention their name or anything because I don't want them to feel like pointed out, but they know who they are. And they were so great at keeping me motivated, despite being in an industry where it's really hard for um, women and girls and and just in general, uh, people who are young um, and and fresh. It's a hard place and a hard thing to get into. And that person kept me motivated and made me kind of able to just adapt to anything that happens in life. So now I'm just, I'm lucky that I've had all these kinds of people kind of supporting me and holding me up through different things. But, you know, no matter what happens, I can look in any direction pretty much. And there's somebody there. That's amazing. I love that. I'm really lucky. I would agree with you. That sounds, that sounds fantastic. Would you say that your skills are still fresh enough that you could jump back into it? Or do you have any intention or plans to jump back? No, Uh, you know what it would take. It's something you need to keep up on. It's been a couple of years since I've been sitting down. Um, I wouldn't mind doing the odd thing for a friend who wouldn't mind that I was a little, you know, not on the same par as I've ever been, but I feel like tattooing, especially, um, the artistic side and doing actual, um, I'm trying to think of the word, uh, custom tattooing is a lot, you need to be somebody who's doing it every day, all day and just live it. It was hard even just being a mom and still doing that. So that's why I really liked the management side. And I started just, uh, scheduling, working with clients, training people how to be better. I worked with the health department and I learned a lot that way. So, I think if I were to ever get into it again, I'd only ever want to kind of manage the people and do that sort of thing. Um, permanent makeup is very difficult. I imagine. It takes a weekend training program. Um, it was a little expensive, but um, it's something that um, I have family members and friends that wanted me to do it originally, and they still get me to give them that service. So I still provide that off here and there, but it's also, you know, once a year once every couple of months type of thing. So you don't really need the same kind of uh, commitment to that job. And to be honest, um, I I don't want to sound like lazy or anything, but I just, (laughs) I'm really enjoying not having to get up out of my house every single day early in the morning and not come home till late at night. It feels good being at home more often. So I get it. Yeah. And I I don't know, maybe I'm just getting older. (laughs) I didn't think I'd ever see a retirement at the end of tattooing. I always figured there'd be something else I'd have to do. So here I am. Yeah. I hopefully I don't have to ever switch to something else (laughs) or go back into another major field or learn anything. I like customer service and I like what I'm doing here at this time. Oh, no, I agree. And and I think that's one, uh, that's one good thing that did come out of the pandemic is we all just started to reevaluate what's 
really important and what's not so important. And I'm, I'm very similar in that I just appreciate being home. Um, yeah. I, for me, at least before the pandemic life was so fast paced and Right. having having COVID hit it was the longest time I've spent where I just slept in my own bed yeah like I was always well, in a hotel good. or traveling or a different country yeah. like I was always somewhere wow yeah and you know that gets to be so much time goes too fast when you're moving so much and you yes. don't get the chance to smell the flowers I know oh, yeah it was so funny like May of 2020 my mom and I were sitting in the backyard and we looked up and there's a tree in our backyard that's always been there. Uh, and we're like, has that always been purple? And we just, <laughs> we just realized that we had this really beautiful purple tree, but we've never been home to see it because it only blooms in May. Oh, that's beautiful. Wow. So now I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in, in your experience of customer service, because it sounds like tattooing is not like riding a bicycle, but <laughs> caring, caring for customers, maybe. So in your, in all of your experience of customer service, if we had a new moment maker joining us um, with zero experience, but maybe they're just mm -hmm. interested in starting, what would your key piece of advice be for their uh, key to success or just to overcome their nerves? Oh, okay. The nerves thing's great because even today, you know, no matter what, I'm always a little nervous, like slightly anxious. I kind of live on that edge. So especially if you're feeling nervous or anxious, um, I always remember that Becky says, take a deep breath and like, just take a deep breath. If you need to take five deep breaths, do it, clear your throat, relax, take a deep breath, but um, get enough sleep because you can't really quite do the stress or the anxiety or the, the anxiousness or the nervousness when you're tired. For some reason, it's so much stronger. So just get a lot of sleep and never try to do this job hungry. Never try <laughs> to do this job without a bathroom break and make sure that you're just kind of, you know, ready to make a connection with the person rather than just do the job. Because if you do make a mistake or if something happens, the moment made kind of like encaptures that all. If you can try and somehow make a connection, even if it isn't the moment made, but you've made a connection and you understand what's going on with the other person on the other side of the phone, they're not just a voice from some distant, far off place. They are, imagine them sitting in front of you, you will do fine. You will, you'll get it because eventually you understand people, you understand what they need and you understand what you can do for them. And that's kind of all it is. And that's probably the best advice. Just make sure that you see them as a person and that they're not just a voice from some, you know, other place you've never heard of Sheboygan or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Kalamazoo. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I agree 100%. I I think that's the most important thing because we can train a process, we can correct a process, we can we can um, we can fix almost any process related error. Like it's bound to happen. No one's hundred percent perfect, but if we can always keep that focus on a customer with that genuine care, and we just want to help, mm -hmm. we're set. Like that's it. Yeah, and I mean if you 
put yourself in their shoes. Um, sometimes that's hard to do, but um, just remember, imagine the last time you had poor customer service and try not to be that person. I think you'll do fine. And really everybody, I always rant about this. I've mentioned it before, um, not on recording or anything, but to multiple people. So they might laugh if they hear me say it, but Costco, if you guys want to learn great customer service and uh, beyond customer service um, from a first person point of view, go to Costco. I shop there. I've never, I, they don't pay me to say this, <laughs> but I do it because they are the best. No matter what ever happens with Costco, it's always great. It's always a hundred percent perfect customer service for me. And there's a great example right there. And um, I feel like we are a great example. It's hard. You could listen to your coworkers. If you, you can always try and see how other people are doing. Um, you can ask somebody else how they're doing. And it, my, the best part of training was hearing our team leads and how they uh, read the script or they, how they um, handle a situation with something that would just randomly come up. That was the best part of learning. And you can do that take that in. Like if when you get that moment to do that, take it in because seeing how somebody else succeeds is the best example, is the best way to learn and do things, at least for me. <laughs> so I, I, I think it works for other people, hopefully. And um, just try and stay positive because this job is so, there's so many things that about it that in your day, you will experience a lot of different stuff and some things will be happy and some things will be sad and some things will be just like crazy. How did that even happen? But staying positive is also really good advice too, because uh, I guess in any situation whatsoever, and that's what I've learned far beyond TLS and far beyond everything else was just to stay positive. That's the best advice for any situation. Yeah. And I would add on to that of stay positive and, and don't take it personally because <laughs> yeah. we can't guarantee that we're not going to get yelled at, but if we do <laughs> like by a customer, for example, um, yeah. but if we do, they're just having a bad day and it's not a reflection yeah. of us. And just In fact, you, I've had more people say, I'm sorry, I'm just having a bad day than not. So it's good. Absolutely. My last question for you before I send you off to you continue helping our lovely customers. Um, mm -hmm. What's one thing that you, you may know this one's coming, but what's one thing that you do in your personal and or professional life to live in the moment? Oh, you know what, guys? Make sure that you self-care. The self-care is huge. Bubble bath or um, treating yourself to a piece of cheesecake or something like that on those hard days, it's okay. Self-care is a big deal because you got to take care of you. And that's what I do to stay like, at least lately, you know what I, in the past, I was not the best at it. And now I'm doing a great job. Um, physically take care of yourself, mentally take care of yourself. If you need a day, take a day. And that's what I do. I love it. I'm starting to learn the same lesson that the one hour that you can give yourself, you 
like for me at least, I personally will get very anxious about that because I'll I'll anticipate that it's affecting someone else or someone may want to spend right. time with me. It feels very narcissistic. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but like no. that's where I constantly jump to is how is this impacting someone around me if I take an hour and it's just remembering that taking that hour is fine. You're entitled to it. Be selfish and take care of yourself. Well, people want you at your best. They don't want you stressed. They want you at your best. And I mean, you're doing something for them too. If you take care of you, they're going to get the best you and, and that's what they want. So everybody understands too, eventually that you need that time for yourself. So self-care, take care of yourself. I love it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me. Thank you for letting me get to know you a little bit. It's been fantastic and a pleasure. Oh, it's been great. Um, good. And uh, hopefully we'll we'll chat again soon. Yeah, that would be nice. Oh, thanks guys for having me. It was awesome. Of course. Thank you for coming. Enjoy the rest of your day. Ciao. I told you you'd love her. I love how much our people care for people because that's really at the base of who we are as a company. One of my favorite things Laura said when she was speaking about training was, This is meant for me. Being a moment maker takes a really special kind of person. It takes care, it takes compassion, and it takes the drive to just want to help and make a difference. Laura has all of that and more, and it was a pleasure getting to speak with her. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you all had a wonderful long weekend and are enjoying some warm weather this week as we get a little bit closer to summer. Make sure you're still demanding your friends and family to subscribe And we will see you next week. Sometimes you need someone there for support. Sometimes.